Hey gorgeous, welcome to the Healing Elevates Relationships podcast. I'm your host, Bernadette Jackson, CEO and lead strategist at Her Consulting Group and the creator of Her Way Relationship Intensive Course. This podcast was created as a response to my desire to redefine how the world views women with daddy issues. I release a new episode every week, so expect to hear me and my guests discussing topics, sharing stories, and gaining insights from the perspective of a fatherless daughter and the people who love and support us. If this is your first time here, here's what I want you to know. You deserve amazing relationships, and nothing you've done or experienced disqualifies you from that. But here's the thing. Amazing relationships with others happen after you cultivate an amazing relationship with yourself. And how do you do that? Self-discovery, healing, and accessing your authenticity. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. So, I want to... I want to talk about something that is unscripted because of the events of this past weekend. Seneca says that we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. And I cannot help but think about all of the ways that I took minor infractions and blew them way out of proportion. I can actually distinctly remember situations that were hyper-investigated and overthought, all because my mind catastrophized it to the point of no return. I bring this up because there has been a lot of conversation swirling in light of what happened at the Oscars this past weekend. I'm struggling to pin down one emotion about the incident, so I'm not even going to try. But here are the facts, just in case you have not seen or heard what happened. Chris Rock made a distasteful joke about Jada regarding her hair. Will thought that it was funny and he laughed heartily about it. Jada got visibly upset. Will peeped his wife's reaction and decided in a surprising twist of events to slap Chris Rock in retaliation. Chris responded with something to the tune of, bro, it's not that serious. And Will responded with, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. I'm not going to belabor the point. And uh, I I really don't want to harp too much on what was said I do believe that Will was fed up at being the butt of everyone's joke, especially after the news of Jada's entanglement surfaced. But I don't want to discuss Will at all and my thoughts about what happened. I actually want to talk about Jada. If you listen to season one of the podcast, then you would have heard my thoughts on Jada when the story of her entanglement first broke. Jada is a fatherless daughter. And what I know for sure is that fatherless daughters yearn for total acceptance, love and protection from harm. I can't speak for Jada's state of mind after Will did what he did or the thoughts that she must have had. But I can bet that she felt protected and therefore loved in the moments that followed the incident. When the dust settles on the situation and it falls by the wayside, I wonder if Jada will think her husband's actions, although gratifying in the moment, went too far 
or if she will continue to feel like her honor was protected in that moment. That may be something that they discuss on the Red Table Talk at some point, or maybe not, and maybe we won't know. I'm still really trying to pin down how I feel about what happened, but I can say this. If I were Jada and someone had made a joke at my expense about something that I both have no control over and also have big emotions about, I would have loved for my man um, to do exactly what Will did. I would have felt very loved and protected in that moment. My highest self would like to believe that there was a nonviolent but equally as gratifying way for my honor to be protected. However, the little girl in me who has never once felt protected by a man growing up would have been beaming with pride and screaming, that's my man, y'all. That's my man. We suffer more often in our imagination than in reality takes on a whole new meaning when I think about how Jada must have felt in that moment from both the healed and the unhealed perspectives. Being publicly mocked, shamed, embarrassed, or ridiculed for something beyond the scope of your control is a kind of betrayal that is not easily forgotten or forgiven. I say this because fatherless daughters at all times and in all ways want to appear perfect. There are certain defense mechanisms that we have in place to protect ourselves from the pain of possible rejection or abandonment. From our palatable personas to the vice grip of control that we have on everything in our lives. Everything playing a role to make sure that our heart is not battered or bruised any more than it already has been. So when somebody shines a light on an area of our lives that we very meticulously packaged in such a way as to receive the most favorable response and people laugh at our expense, there is a feeling of the world crumbling around us. I imagine that she felt like everyone was pointing and laughing, like everywhere she meant everywhere she went, that people would start asking her when G.I. Jane 2 was coming out. Hell, her husband laughed at the joke too. Let's be honest. If she were looking around at everyone in arm's length of where she was sitting, there was not one straight face after, the, after that joke was told. Just that fact alone would trigger my imagination to catastrophize what really happened. My survival brain takes over, and instead of realizing that Chris's role at the Oscars was to offer comic relief, and no joke he told, however distasteful it may have been, was supposed to be personal, you are now thinking that he wanted to utterly humiliate you. Instead of seeing the way Will defended your honor as something all husbands should aspire to, your survival brain may be telling you that everyone is thinking you can't take a joke and Will took things entirely too far. 
There are so many ways that our imagination creates more suffering than is necessary for us. If we are not careful, minor infractions in our relationships can become huge blowouts where asking clarifying questions could have made cooler heads prevail. We have to be careful to not allow our triggers to cause us to hyper-investigate or overthink situations that we shouldn't give a second thought to. And with that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Too often as survivors of trauma, you morph into who you need to be to survive. The problem with this defense mechanism is that even when the time has passed and the pain of the trauma has subsided, you are still wearing your mask. Your most authentic self is tucked away far beneath the surface, and although you yearn for deep connection, very few people know the real you. With everything you've experienced, it can be hard to take off that mask and be free. And let's be honest, sometimes it's easier and safer to have it on. That's why I wrote Access Authenticity. This 75-day journal and strategic guide will guide you through over 170 deep reflective questions so that your most authentic self can stop being your secret identity and start being your truest identity. You deserve amazing relationships, but you won't experience them if nobody ever gets to see the real you. Head on over to Amazon today and get your copy of Access Authenticity Journal Plus Strategy. Now let's get back into this week's goodness. So as I was um, listening to the different stories, the different perspectives of what happened with Will and Chris Rock, it reminded me of a situation that I was asked my opinion about a few weeks ago. And I had already given the woman my advice on this, and this wasn't even something I planned to share. But in light of what happened, I think that this is this is definitely something that you may find some value in. So I received a Ask Bernadette question from a woman who has been married for a few years to a man that she describes as the man of her dreams. She went on to say that a few weeks prior, she and her husband were in a conversation about something regarding their children. She believed that her husband was too harsh with their son when he disciplined him. And he told her that his response to their son was actually not harsh and that because her father was not present when she was growing up, she isn't used to men talking sternly to children when it is warranted. She said that she was taken aback by what he said. She felt like it was a low blow and that her husband was somehow calling her parenting into question or worse, blaming her for her father not being there. She spent the next few weeks watching her husband's every move and analyzing to infinitum everything that came out of his mouth. She played over and over in her head what he said to her. She could not understand why he would say something so hurtful. By the time she asked me my opinion, she had become sick to her stomach because she was under the impression that her husband didn't love her anymore and that they were on the brink of divorce. And this is prime catastrophizing minor infractions where 
asking clarifying questions is really what you should be doing. She had overthought this misunderstanding into an imaginary divorce and it was physically making her sick. In all this time, she had not done the one thing that would have quieted her mind. She had not asked for clarification of her husband's meaning. I told her that she should tell her husband that um, what he said hurt her feelings and let him know exactly how she felt and what came up after he made those comments and ask him whether or not he meant for his comments to come off as harshly as they did. Once she did that, she found out that her husband, who never wanted to make her feel like her father's absence diminished her value in his eyes, was trying to highlight that anything you have never experienced will seem exaggerated until it becomes normalized. He was trying to get her to see that her lack of experience in this area is the reason that she felt that he was too harsh when in fact his actions were pretty mild. After hearing his heart, she was able to relax and she realized that she had in fact made the situation so much more than it was simply by not asking any clarifying questions about what happened. When you are a survivor of trauma and you have spent your life finding new ways to ignore a situation that you have no control over, you develop a very vivid imagination. Just as easily as you are able to conjure up beautiful stories that soothe you in times of crisis, you are able to imagine the types of catastrophes that are life-shattering when something doesn't go as expected or if you are triggered in the wrong way. Because we know that we suffer more often in imagination than in reality, we have to be careful that we do not feed our imaginations with thoughts and images that can derail perfectly good relationships. When we feel ourselves overthinking a situation or becoming hyper-investigative, ask yourself, what does the pattern of behavior with this person tell me? Once you have your answer, use it to dictate the best next move to get to the desired outcome in that situation. If you remember nothing else from this Ask Bernadette scenario, remember to ask clarifying questions before you make any assumptions. So that's it for today. I will definitely see you in the next episode. Um, next month, we are starting a series for Couples Appreciation Month. I am really excited about highlighting um, the next three couples that I have for you guys. They will be sharing with us the work that they did both individually and collectively so that they can build the thriving relationships that they now enjoy. I am looking forward to you guys hearing these interviews and I cannot wait to get started. But before I go, of course, I want you to remember that you deserve amazing relationships. But the day you plant the seed is not the day you see the fruit. So keep doing the work. Bye.